News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Woodturning. And I'm Alan Gilbreth with DarkOakMedia.com. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, give us a like and check out the action. And Alan, I've already posted the must-have item of the week. Excellent. And of course, we're also joined by our buddy uh, Max behind the glass. Well, Alan, uh, shortly we're going to be joined by a friend of ours, Bobby uh, Wilkerson. She's a designer for Shelf Genie, one of our Ooh, proud sponsors. Excellent. And um, we're going to get a new perspective. And she's kind of a wide, uh, She's. I, I almost think she's uh, too qualified to be on our show. She's a, she's a pilot. <laughs> she flies hot air balloons. She's been in, she's in med, uh, medicine. You're going to, you guys will hit that off. She's, she's just a very interesting individual, but she's real passionate about what, her work for Shelf Genie. So, oh, excellent. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Alan, we, uh, we ran out of time last week. We never got to your Demon Stone in Japan story. Mm-mm. That's, that's going to be good. Uh, we have, and Critter Wars is sort of stacked oh. up because, you're dealing with things. I'm dealing with oh, things. Oh, many critter wars. And speaking of uh, Japan, we never got to the uh, giant spider invasion that's coming over. That's, so that will be here this year. Critter wars is going to be a little stacked up, and uh, we we've got several other things that we're not going to tease because I you know I learned my lesson about that because we'll get to half of them anyway. So it's all coming at you today on Tool Talk Radio. But before we get to any of that, and now Tool Talk Radio's weekly salute. Dig in. Sometimes, if you're not careful, you can get yourself into hot water. (laughs) No kidding. If you go on a camping trip and don't keep your food out of the reach of the bears and raccoons, you may be in hot water when it comes time to eat. If you're a greedy owner, player, or other elite member of a Major League Baseball team who is ruining the experience for millions of fans... You may be in hot water when those fans decide to stop giving you their money. Alan, I got to calm down. I'm always all this passive aggressive oh. stuff. Max, the producer, got himself into hot water on a road trip with his friends as they headed to Dabba Dabba Con in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> a yearly convention of, fin- of Flintstones enthusiasts, when thanks to some poorly interpreted verbal instructions by Siri and the consequent GPS snafu, they inadvertently wound up at Yo Ga- at a Yo Gabba Gabba concert <laughs> outside of Yucca Flats. <laughs> Just as the group was launching into their opening number, burping can be fun. You know, <laughs> we've all been there. I mean, hey, my le- I'm a, my series set to Japanese, so of course it's going to be confused. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, on one noteworthy occasion, when Alan Gilbert was attending one of his wife's family reunions. He found himself quite literally and figuratively in hot water when he was inspired to pursue the answer to a question of great scientific importance on his mind at the moment, which was, if one were to dump five gallons of orange food coloring and a wheelbarrow full of Alka-Seltzer into their mother-in-law's hot tub, would the effects be sufficient to convince the attendees that there was an active volcano on the premises thus allowing one the opportunity to make a polite and discreet early exit from the party. (laughs) However, the plan backfired magnificently, for in his eagerness, Alan made the rookie mistake of forgetting to first disengage the nearby security camera, which captured the entire operation from start to finish, resulting in Alan now ironically being the last person to leave the party (laughs) as he spent hours cleaning up the mess. 
And in a final indignity, his mother-in-law posted the video on her YouTube channel under the title, My Rotten Son-in-Law, <laughs> where after going viral, earned her enough money to go buy herself a new pair of jet skis. You know, Alan, uh, just just suffer through these parts. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't truly, it was, it was sweet and sour sauce. So the you got to get the whole thing right. The mother-in-law always wins. More often than not, however, getting into hot water is actually a desirable thing, especially when taking a bath or a shower. For millennia, the simple act of accessing hot water uh, was a labor-intensive job. In the year 1897, however, a revolutionary invention made getting hot water as easy as turning on the faucet. My friends, we give you the hot water heater. Yay. I think I set a record. Max, we're going to need more music next week. <laughs> You're going to need a symphony next week. Because you're getting need. painful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you get carried away. But, uh, Alan, the hot water heater, um, is I, I feel like it's another one of these where the lines are blurred, right, when we're talking. Because, you know, when I was doing the research, I, I found a few names. But go ahead. tell you, You're a little more uh, well, tuned in with this. So You know, let's go back to Natural Hot Springs. Oh, yeah, the Vikings, you know, that's what they had well, going for yeah, them. Not only yeah. the Vikings, but all over the Middle East and all of that, you had uh, natural water reservoirs that, of course, being humans, we turned them into, you know, basically the ancient version of a Starbucks. <laughs> Welcome to the bathhouse. Wait a minute. That's where they hung out. It's where you, if you could afford it, that's kind of where you went and hung out and did business. And you, we didn't really have a golf course back then, so you hung out at the bath. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Rome didn't have hot hot springs. Yes, they do. And that's where just, they did their bathhouses. I don't well, know. and just in case you didn't have enough hot water, yeah. you had a stone heating system where you would heat stones and then go chuck them into the water. Okay. Creating the steam and the bathhouse that we think of. Oh, uh, now they still do a variation of that in saunas, don't they? Yes. Don't they throw, yeah. That so. is a time-honored tradition. Okay. Of, I kind of like that because it's more of like a radiant type thing. Right? It is. So, okay. uh, it's also a great way of dying when one of those rocks explodes. That's, I was okay. about to say, you get an ice-cold rock. <laughs> get through, mm -hmm. and then you, yeah. yeah. Okay. Of Then we get to a guy by the name of Benjamin Wadi Mon. Okay. And he basically created, as he called it, you're going to love the name of this. You ready? The gas geyser. Oh, gosh. What we so, could do with that. He did. Natural Sounds gas. Sounds like a song from it, the Aquabats. So. It, it, exactly. <laughs> it was just basically a big old tank and a yeah. gas heater. Yeah. And congratulations, you got hot water. Okay. No safety. Lots of ways to die, but you got hot water. And we... We, we got to give a shout out to Edwin Rood, a Norwegian mechanical engineer. Now, he lived in Philadelphia. Right. This was 1889. Yeah, he's like and 20, 25 years after uh, Mr. Mon. And he actually did things like, oh, I don't know, safety devices right. where this thing wouldn't explode. Uh, yeah. So he is actually considered to be the guy who created the first honest-to-goodness in-home hot water tank. Okay, cool. Well, on that note, Alan, we're going to, you know, getting hot water into your home was Ooh, a paradigm so shift in yes. human history. So we're going to unpack that a little bit more because uh, we like talking about revolutions here on Tool mm -hmm. Talk Radio. Uh, you are listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arms off. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. 
You know, I miss that kind of work ethic, Alan. You get your arm ripped off, put a Band-Aid on there, and get back to work. Mm. You know, that's what <laughs> well, we need here. You know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our buddy Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, uh, you know, we do invite you to, to do those kind of calls and, and text us as well. It was fun. Uh, talking uh, last week to uh, Natalia, I'm kind of curious mm. how her how her search for a barn dominium is going. She's gonna uh, hopefully keep us posted on that. I have so. gotten so many questions about that this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. So if you think you can top that, maybe you've got uh, an interesting uh, discussion. Just set, you know, give us a buzz. We 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 love talking to you. Um, and also go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. You can give us a like and check out the action over there. And I posted sort of a different kind of must have item of the week. Um, it's a little, it's a little mm-hmm. outside the norm. So if you're curious what that is, go ahead and check it out now. You, you don't have to wait. You know, you can get spoilers uh, now. Well, Alan, uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about hot water heaters, and we're going to get back to that in a moment because it really represented a paradigm shift in the way humanity lives. But um, uh, another thing that represents a paradigm shift is uh, good quality roofing. Boy, was that stupid. You know, I tried, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. You, you, you gave that a good hard left turn there. But I do want to talk about our, our friend uh, Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling because, for one thing, Alan, <laughs> they – they were. Uh, they gave you a wake up call this yep. morning, didn't they? I, I know exactly where Jay is right now and exactly what he's doing. What he's is at he doing? My house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Seven o'clock. You weren't sleeping in today. It, yeah, right? No, no. It, it, was, it was very funny because at exactly seven o three this morning, the first scraper met the first shingle, mm-hmm. and of uh, within about thirty minutes. There, there was, there was no roof left on my house. They don't play games. They, they're, they're all about moving. getting in, get it out. Oh and, my gosh! But uh, yeah, Jay's done all of our roofs now so mm-hmm. far. But uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling, they're great. They do uh, great work. He's a GAF master installer. He's uh, five star reviews with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, good housekeeping. He's 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 highly qualified. But uh, what's great about Jay as well is he is a former insurance agent. And so if you've got any issues that might involve making a claim with, uh, you know, the repairs or the full replacement of your roof, he is the perfect person to help you navigate that because that's a tricky process. That's not it something is. you just pick up the phone and handle by yourself. Really, you need he's almost like an advocate. You're almost getting like a free legal advocate in addition to a free roof because, I mean, he doesn't charge for that. For that particular service, so. watching them at work is is t- truly amazing because they're not speaking English because they're speaking in of uh, insurance codes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a this and this and that's a that's a one of these over here and that's a. This. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm 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 happy you speak that language. Yeah, I'm glad you know what you're talking yes. about because I don't. But anyway, they 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 do it all. They're really good, and of course, all their remodeling. Uh, he likes unique remodeling projects, so mm-hmm. uh, so be sure to get in touch with them about that as well. Just good people, a good culture over at Big M Roofing and Remodeling. So get in touch with them at 901-484-5645 or go to bigmroofingandremodeling.com. Well, Alan, you you kind of. Uh, 
<laughs> you said something sort of amusing to me earlier. You said that basically, you know, we're talking about the revolution of hot water because, mm -hmm. I mean, back in the day, I guess if you didn't have it, you just quickly washed up with a bucket of cold water or something. You sure weren't going to take a bath in it or anything. So back in the, you know, however long ago. But then you said um, like the Romans and I don't know if the Greeks got in on this, but oh, yes. you said the bathhouses became a very social place. It wasn't yes. just, and so you call it like the Starbucks of, mm -hmm, uh, it was of ancient Rome. <laughs> That's interesting. I could just picture like philosophers just all like sitting in their own separate baths. So like, what is the nature of existence? <laughs> You're not that horribly far off. So forget the Agora. It's actually the bathhouse. It, yeah. it was of, these were sinners. And especially if you go back and look through your biblical stuff, of before you went someplace really nice, you had to bathe. Sure. So there were a lot of bathhouses along the routes that pilgrims took so that before you visited XYZ Shrine, hmm. you, you had to go get cleaned up. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, this I mean, the bathhouse business was huge business until pretty much modern times. So that, you're not going to bathe for your um, uh, for your own personal hygiene. At least do it for your deity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is interesting because if you read, you know, there are there are things in the Bible that even washing your feet, washing your hands, mm -hmm. wash, you know. Um, but but I want to move forward though because basically now we, you know, like I said, every time I hear people complaining about the era that we live in oh. and how it's. We, we, we walk into our bathroom, we turn on a, a faucet, we've got hot water. We turn on a light, we've got instant light. We've got we've got heat. We are we are so spoiled right now. And well, it's stuff that even 100 or so, maybe 150 years ago, you don't take that for granted. Just this convenience was a huge shift in the way, in the way people well, live. Well, you've got your three major uh, milestones. Okay. Your number one milestone was a toilet. Good point. Flush, yeah. <laughs> a flush toilet. <laughs> That's that's big, no kidding, man. Big, Sanitation. You know, we we yeah. even have you know the the famous quote. You know, if I wasn't the king, I'd rather be a plumber. You know, right. <laughs> of, well, I mean, plumbing. Hey, everybody needs it. Plumbing changed this the the safety of human existence in groups. Right. Uh, number two, it, you know, basically in this order, we got hot water, mm -hmm. and that suddenly. Because of all the other implications of being able to heat water effectively, suddenly medicine takes a huge turn forward because now we're able to actually clean things. I never thought of the medical. That's a good well, point. You need hot water to sterilize. The medical, need, the know. restaurant, the food service. You think about sure. everything that suddenly went, oh, look, we have plenty of water, not just a pot of hot water. Right. Of... And, and, and Alan, I will say this. I feel like there is a different dynamic, obviously. You know, if you take a bath, if you're filthy, you go, you, you've been roofing the house all day. Right. One of Jay Hill's guys. If he just yeah. sits in a bath, it's all floating around in there. Right. So a bucket of hot water or a big basin of hot water is not the same as moving hot water. Correct. That's what I'm, you know, so that's what, that's another part of the revolution. It's, it's you know? a whole big thing because then you get over into Asian cultures where of bathhouses and hot water springs, or you go to Iceland mm -hmm. where the hot water springs are a big thing, or we can just nip next door to our neighbor and go to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you have the hot spring experience right here, just, just adjacent to the Mid-South. Yeah. So all of this is happening. And then, of course, we're going to throw refrigerators in as that last thing. But 
So for the modern world, hot water is truly, honestly, a miracle. It Memphis is, does not have any form of thermal spring. Right. Now, we've got great water. We have artesian wells. We have sand filtered. We have, honestly, we great water. some yeah. of the greatest water in the world, but it's not warm. Yeah. So here we go. Hot water tanks of, one, they're dangerous. They can overpressurize. They can burst. So, I mean, you know, these are safety concerns about having a big pressurized tank of hot water in your home. It, well, I, I know all about that, Alan, because we had one <laughs> yes, of our hosts. We bought a, a I don't want to relive this nightmare, but I bought a, a this is another lesson, folks. I bought, um, I, I had a new uh, hot water heater, but I needed to replace the, uh, what you call the um, hoses that go in. Right. And I was like, there was the, I don't know what, there was like the $30 hose and the $60 hose, some, some, somewhere mm -hmm. in that difference. Well, which one do you think I bought? The, well, you bought the $15 hose. Well, whatever I bought <laughs> had a defect in it. And one night in yep. the middle of the night, it decided to burst. And yep. that thing flooded. I mean, it didn't even take that long. It took no. 15 minutes. And it's. I can tell you, it is under pressure, man. It is a and lot of And it's going to do a lot of damage. So uh, We have gas-powered and electric-powered. Yeah. Uh, so as we've moved forward, now all of a sudden, we're, we're kind of faced with, when you say hot water heater, the, we're not just talking about a tank anymore. Uh, we have solar heaters, right. which uh, can either generate electricity to heat your hot water or uh, solar routed heaters, which run water through uh, solar banks that will heat the water for you. Uh, we have storage tanks, storage hot water tanks. I work with one of those at a facility, and we have 300 gallons of 168-degree water on standby for whoever needs it, whatever call comes in. Right. And now we have moved to the tankless hot water heaters. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, Alan, because that's a different, you know, I was thinking about the tankless water heater when we had that last uh, power outage because I heard so many people with uh, right. problems where the pipe burst and everything. But um, the, the, the one thing I will say, we have a gas-powered water heater, and we don't lose hot water when the power goes Correct. out. But I don't know that that's reason enough to just stick with that. I mean, it's like, but uh, I wonder if there's something, because when you talk about solar, I wonder if there's a future where solar could keep functioning even if the power goes out or something. Well, I think where we're going to turn the real corner on this is going to be, and one of my favorite topics is going to be the house battery. Big, amen, brother. The that's, house battery will represent the next paradigm that shift. is going to be how we move from, what's, what is the, uh, the commercial you know, how to build your house from ancient times to modern. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to take us, honestly, into the next century. Yeah, that the, is. The house change battery everything. changes everything. Yeah. Right now, personally, um, I'm still a fan of the hot water tank. Yeah. Um, I, I tankless. I'm leaning that way myself just for now. I'd like to move fully in the direction of tankless, but I'm not there yet. Well, tankless needs special concerns when installing. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that's now kind of new is recirculated hot water throughout your building. Right. Recirculating is a good point. Yeah. It can't just be stagnant. It's and the water be... is constantly moving, so you don't have the cool down time that you do in the average home.
Yep. Very interesting. Uh, we might have uh, we might wrap up a couple points with this, but Alan, um, uh, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going overseas. We're going to go visit Japan. Oh yes, uh, we have some interesting story. Two stories regarding that. Mm-hmm. You're listening to uh, Tool Talk Radio, uh, coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar, Memphis. We'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Yeah, it's kind of a dated reference, Alan. Now there's three of us. You know, Max is, is in here, too, but I appreciate the effort. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our buddy Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Uh, or go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and check out all the action over there. Um, Alan, we've been talking about uh, revolutions, really. I mean, the revolution of hot water, the um, paradigm shift that that represented. The uh, you you mentioned uh, you know the paradigm shift of getting indoor plumbing, which mm. you know toilets and everything. And then uh, let's let's steer into this: the revolution of uh, refrigeration. So who better to uh, you know? Who better to talk about at this uh, epoch than our good buddies at Brown Refrigeration? Oh, yes. Another sloppy segue. Man, <laughs> I'm just batting, uh, <laughs> I'm you're batting in the, zero you're in, the, today. you're in the 250 range, Joe. That's um, all right. But they are great people, and he is always up on the cutting edge of the latest technology in heating and air conditioning, and as well as cleaning the air, the air in your home and giving you a smart app to basically uh, manage all of those things with their smart home system. So Brown Brown Refrigeration are the people to call whenever, you know, even if you just need a simple tune-up on your system because it's like a vehicle. You don't Mm. just... Bring you don't just wait till the thing dies or the you know you 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 keep it tuned up and it's going to be more efficient. So and now is the time of year to have them come out and give your system a uh, preseason check, tune up, cleaning, and uh, be ready to face be ready to face our summer. Yeah, and let them maybe let them inspect the outside and make sure you don't have uh, weeds and things that mm. are going to start growing into your into the coils and everything. That keep that thing clean and. And don't don't clutter around that. So uh, they're just good people to call. They they they're fun to talk to, and you're in capable hands uh, whenever you deal with them. So get in touch with the good people at Brown Refrigeration. You can call them directly at 901-362-1881 or go to brownref.com. Well, Alan, in a second, we're going to talk about this uh, interesting story. It's called the Demon Stone of Japan. But mm-hmm. I just want to say we were talking. Uh, I just want to kind of wrap up this thought. We were talking about. Uh, hot water heaters, which you and I are still kind of in the camp of, like I have a gas hot water heater. Right. It doesn't really give me too many problems, and I, I kind of like that. I want to steer in the future maybe towards the tankless water heater or maybe one of these solar ones, but I feel like the tankless water heater, it's still more or less, in my mind, new technology, even though it's been around for 20-something years, but I feel like there's always a learning curve because you, mm. know, you and I mm-hmm. were talking off the air about there's a lot of exposure with those things, and sometimes they're not installed correctly. Maybe just because people aren't as familiar, well, but I feel like they still need to, they need to perfect that technology a little bit. So, well, like I said, uh, I saw one th- this just this week, and it had no insulation, no pipe wrap, nothing around it. It was installed against an exterior wall, mm. and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I know everybody thinks this thing is hot water, but it's not until it's cold. So it's just 
pipes sitting on the wall. Yeah, it, it's, it's basically kind of like, yeah. Okay, if you that. look at it, it's not big. It's I like how poor I like how small uh, tankless water compact, here. Yes. But you're basically running water in. It gets hot. It runs it out. But at the same time, that means like you said, when there's it's not no, running, right? It's just sort of sitting there. It's so. just sitting there. So I think uh, the thing that would make me happier is seeing better installations. Yeah, I think that's the key. And maybe they go in the center of the house, or maybe they just need... It, it uh, needs maybe the protection. pipes need some better protection. Yeah, it needs a lot of protection. Yeah, so anyway, but we'll we'll keep an eye on those uh, those things. But, uh, Alan, let's shift gears. We didn't get to your story. Uh, we're going overseas. We're going to mm, talk okay. Japan. Something interesting happened in Japan, I suppose. Uh, uh, Max, well, is, Max is perked up because, you know... <laughs> there we go. Of... <laughs> It reminded well, me of the Japanese Infinity Stone. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, very good. Uh, there's a small town uh, called Nassau, N-A-S-U, uh, Nassau, and of it has in it what has been called for many, many years the Killing Stone. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was a demon stone. Well, I guess they're both bad. So, well, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's because it's supposed to hold the evil spirit of, and I'm going to massacre this. I'm going to look to Max to correct me. Uh, it's um, Tamamo Nome, Tamamo Nome, which was a nine-tailed fox demon who attempted to overthrow the emperor uh, back in 1107. Uh, obviously, it didn't work. Yeah. And her vengeful spirit was tied to a very large piece of volcanic rock. There's a term for a vengeful spirit, actually. It's called a mononoke. Okay. Okay. And I just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh, well, okay. All right. Gotcha. Put a TA in front of it, and you got her name. There oh, you go. Oh, <laughs> all fun. right. Of Now, this stone has been on this hillside for, honestly, decades, decades, hundreds of years. How big is this thing? Of It's a. It's not a small rock. It's, yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's like the size of a uh, early electric car. Okay. This is a pretty big rock. All right. And they've had a big rope tied around it so that everybody knew which one it was. And they have a little platform for people who could walk up and look at it, but not touch, because, of course, things bad things would happen. And it was just not that long ago, I think it was March 5th, a visitor to the park walked over, and much to their shock and surprise, the stone is broken open. Okay, so... Like, you know, like a... 30, 40% of the stone has broken away. Okay, so my my immediate thought was, Alan, I, I don't know what the temperatures are like at this place, but my, my immediate thing is, okay, well, water somehow got in and expanded and it, cracked it. Is it's that- kind of like Memphis. It, it, they had some freezing temperatures, a little freezing rain, and of the, the scientific explanation is water seeped into the cracks, froze, popped it, and the rock has now been split. You know, it never ceases to amaze me how powerful water is. You know, you could have a slow drip, and and over centuries, it'll bore a hole through a yes. through a rock. It'll 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 expand and crack a car engine or something. But man, so it it, it took out the demon stone, huh? So so yes, it is now broken. <laughs> of so watch out you for know. Thanos. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So so to add to our now, keep in mind for it to have broken now, it had to have been cracked. Over the last couple of years. Sure. Yeah. Which, you know, just just adding to the legends of 2020 and 2021. The prophecies have been fulfilled. Yeah. They, I'm just well, gonna... I was about to say, Alan, this has nothing. I don't even know what this has to do with home improvement. We're probably going to get an earful later about discussing this. But 
I am curious, did they, did they view this as um, the demon getting revenge or has the demon been conquered now? Like in other or words, is, is this loose? a benign stone now? Because it's it it reminds me of like a Horcrux in Harry Potter. You know, once you once he stabbed the uh, the uh, mm. diary of Tom Riddle, it was powerless at that point. Right. So, yeah, um, spoiler you know, too, if you haven't read the Sorcerer's Stone. But anyway, well, you know, you have you have, you have one of three choices here. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say I'm tying this to DIY. Okay. Because I'm bringing up again the power of water. Well, that's there you go. The freezing, okay. the freezing, drying of an application of water, all three of its states, is an ama has an amazing amount of power. I got it right here, Alan. Let's just, just to salvage this this segment. Imagine your foundation. Exactly. We've seen, Alan. You and I have seen foundations where uh, literally it might be that somebody's home is almost sliding down a hill. You could say there may be a separation. In there, and water is going to, if it gets in, it is just going to continue to uh, eat away and separate and, it, you know. You know. For our listeners out west, uh, so for folks around Amarillo where you get to Midland, Odessa, Texas, or further out, uh, you know, they go through desiccation. Yeah, you they love have saying so that little, word. They have so little <laughs> water that the soil pulls away from the foundation, mm -hmm. and the problem is winter comes along. Now you get rain and snow, it gets down in there, it freezes and expands. Uh, to give you an idea of the expansion power, eight inches of snow is roughly one inch of rain. Yeah, that makes sense so, in terms of moisture. So yeah. when, you, when you talk about water freezing, it expands and its, it's uh, strength knows no bounds. Yeah. So if it can split a great big giant rock... Imagine what excess water could be doing around your home. Yeah, it's it's a good point because um, it just it's a constant battle, you know. And and like you said, you might even be living because you know when I lived in San Diego, it literally rained like twice a year, barely right. you know barely ever rained. But the lack of moisture is all is also an issue, you know, because mm -hmm. when it comes, I just remember the streets would flood. It was it was nuts. So. It erode. It did all its erosion power in, really in one fast. day. But yep. uh, water is just—it's a constant battle between keeping keeping dry or keep you know keeping, keeping it warm, keeping, keeping it dry, dry, keeping it where we want it. Yeah. Uh, water likes to go where water wants to go. I live in an over and under, and you know if that sump pump ever goes out, mm. I'm losing whatever's downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 pretty intense. But uh, yeah. Well, it we're gonna be following the story because I'm gonna be curious what the new legends will be. Mm, on the Demon Stone of yeah, Japan. Yeah, I can't wait. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to stay in theme, Alan. We're going to talk about the Japanese uh, giant Juro spider, mm -hmm. which is invading America. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Did somebody say boom? News Talk 98.9. I love my new assistant. <laughs> no, that's what happened with that water heater. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you do not want that uh, a plumber to have that attitude. Oh, boy. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our buddy Max behind the glass. 
You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 and go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and check out all the action over there, including our must-have item of the week, which I've already posted, and our, um, uh, you know, you can check out all of our past shows. Alan usually links it up there. Mm -hmm. Alan's a, a YouTube man. He likes to watch our show on YouTube, which, you know, have fun with that. I'm a Spotify man. I like, you know, listening to our past shows. However you enjoy it is fine. Just join the Tool Talk Radio family and uh, make sure you subscribe and give us a nice five-star review. Yep, keeps hey. those uh, algorithms happy. Oh, yeah. Max has got a couple. I guess we triggered some people, Alan. Uh, we, uh, we're going to we're gonna put a pin in our discussion about the giant mm -hmm. jewelry spiders because uh, we got a couple of texts we're going to address in a second. Before we do that, though, I want to address something important. If you're remodeling your kitchen or your bathroom, it is a it is a, an important undertaking. Oh, yes. Let's put it this way. It's not it's nothing to uh just jump into willy-nilly and you don't just take the first estimate you get, you know, because I mean, it's a it can it's amazing. You get five estimates and you're going to be shocked at how much the price varies in in that, you know. But you want yeah. to have somebody that understands the entire process and we uh, we wholeheartedly endorse Tri-State Interiors. Uh, Mike Serifolian, he runs a really great operation over there. They're all about quality, keeping a low overhead, locally, uh, I should say regionally sourcing. Mm. They source as much as possible within a couple hundred miles uh, for all of their cabinet work and stone work and hardware and everything. And um, also this principle they have of not beginning any work until... They have all of those materials in their warehouse ready to go. Oh so it goes yes. one step to the next. Uh, so it's as quickly and efficiently as you can get it. And their 3D renderings, which are great because uh, the design process is really fun. You design everything on the computer. You get a whole 360-degree tour of your kitchen, and you can download it and share it with people and make alterations that way. That's the biggie. Yes. You didn't like the blue, try the green. Yeah, right. and and it's just a click of the mouse, and then that way you get everything mapped out, and you can be you get a much better idea of what it's going to look like. So um, get in touch with Mike Serifoli, and you can call him directly at 901-409-1333 or go to tristateinteriorsllc.com. All right, Alan, we were talking, uh, we were going to get ready to talk uh, Critter Wars. We might have to put a pin in that for a minute because, uh, Max, you said a couple people uh, uh, weighed in on the, our text line. Yes, we have um, uh, one from 901 Steve. It says, water has a lot of liquidity. Okay, keep the deck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I, yeah, call in with your dad jokes uh, yeah, by all I, means. You'll I, fit I'm going right to like that, but you know what? Because of water, there are a lot of businesses out there that have liquidity. Yeah, good Trust point. Me. All right. But um, next time, have the rim shot ready. Okay, yeah. way to go, Steve. So, all right, what else we got, man? And then we got one from Rick. It says, have you given it a thought that the, with the big push for a green environment and doing away with fossil fuels, the next thing it will be all electric homes. My home is all electric and my bill is out of sight. Okay. Now, you know, out of sight, if he was a hippie in the 70s, mm. that would be good, right? But to right. me, it sounds yeah. like it's expensive. No, it's 2022. Right? He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's coughing up some money to MLG and W. Um, well, I mean, we're not going to go that direction. You know, I mean, I guess the thing is when I th I think more about solar, I think of I think of the whole thing. Uh, I, my I, you mentioned it earlier, battery technology. When you start storing mm. the power, to me, that's the revolution of, you know, we're going to have to think about technology in a different way. Yeah. Of when we're going to have to trust a smart grid, we're going to have to have something to wear. Uh, and there's a big things are on the way because we already have uh, solar 
energy generating windows. And I just read an article. Jay Hill sent me an article from GAF about solar roofing. Jay Hill? Gosh, is this confidential? I, th I don't think it is. I thought he told me he went to a seminar, a roofing seminar, to get schooled on the proper installation of solar shingles. I, I don't know like, about that. I, I know they're that almost here. It, so, this is yeah. several different companies. Uh, GAF, um, of course, you know Elon Musk company has been working on this for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been hearing about these additional sources of green energy. Yeah, that are coming to your home. And Joe and I think you and I both actually agree on something that the home battery system, the home power control system is what's going to make the big difference. Yeah, and I think, and, and you know, we should say too, in, in, in fairness, battery technology is, it's still, you know, there is a carbon footprint. It uses, it does. you know, it, it, it's not as, it's not as uh, clean. It's, it's, it still, you know, leaves its, its mark. However, it's going in the right direction. You got to let the technologies evolve and everything. But uh, the, you know, if you're new to Tool Talk Radio, one of the ways we describe it is um, just think of your laptop computer. You plug it in for a bit. The battery is charged. You unplug it and you might go hours just using mm -hmm. your, your computer off of that battery charge. Well, if you started to apply that to your home where maybe half the day you're not even on the grid you're just using your battery power imagine what that does for your utility bill well, and imagine if the solar shingles and solar mm, windows there we go are pumping in you may never get on the grid day, at some point we may have work our all day grid. your house is recharging the battery by itself right. yeah so i don't know man i i think i you know some of the i've, I've heard arguments where people will say well you know um, when the uh, when we lost power, what did all those people with electric cars do and things like that right. or whatever? And I don't think it's not like you just turn off one technology and turn on the other. I, I think you have to be you have to let technologies evolve, but they're not going to evolve unless you start taking some calculated, you know, risks with these things. The, the, the electric car of today is going to be a lot different than the electric car 20 years from now. If right. it's even electric, it may be solar. It may be hydro powered. We don't know. Maybe magnet powered, Alan. We, don't, you know. Well, but you gotta, you gotta let these things. Bullet trains run on magnets. I, I right. can't, I can't tell you we're not gonna have magnetic cars. Right. It could happen. But I think you know, uh, not to get in my soapbox. I don't even know if this is a soapbox, Alan. But uh, it's always occurred to me. I feel like at some point we gotta get away from it. You know, like I just think of oil. There's a lot right. of oil in the earth. To me, it's probably there for a reason. Like, I don't think it's a good reason to, you know, I'm just thinking of our body. Our bodies have liquids and we have fats right. and things. I always think of the oil. Maybe that's uh, like a lubricant for the tectonic plates of the earth or something. I just don't think it's a good thing to just continually suck out all of the minerals and, you know, oil and everything. Well, from eventually here. I think you run out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So why problem. shouldn't we start? Uh, getting away from that now to, you know, okay, because well, in future generations, they're really going to pay the price. So, all right. Well, you know. I'll, I'll bring up uh, a salt dome collapse in Louisiana of because of mining and other processes, a, a dome was emptied. The pressure inside of it of became less than the water pressure above it. Right. And when it collapsed in, it, it sucked in. A pretty big part of the area around it down 500 feet. Yeah, no kid. You talk about a sinkhole. Uh, you know, this happened to happen in water. 
So eventually it filled up, and now it's just a big lake-looking thing. Right. But you get over to Florida where the water tables raise and lower drastically, and, I mean, how many times have we seen pictures of, you know, that car lot disappearing right. down in the sinkhole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, welcome. If you want to get into advanced geology and fluid dynamics, we can, but... I agree with Joe that at some point in time, we're going to run out of a particular resource. Yeah. And we're going to have to move on to something else. Yeah. And so, do, you know, so for, for for all the scoffers out there that are saying, well, you know, batteries pollute and they do, you know, I don't disagree. Yes, they do. But at least it's a step towards something better. And, yeah. you we're, know, we're I feel like there. you got to You got to do that. And, you know, we don't innovate overnight. It doesn't just, you don't just snap a finger and all of a sudden everything, even the light bulb and stuff. How, how many years did it take before all of us had lights in our house? It wasn't overnight. Well, well it's not over. That battle's still going on as I was changing out bulbs yesterday from fluorescent curly cues yeah that just a couple of years ago we had changed out from incandescent and we were putting in new led bulbs yeah well guys we love uh getting these uh messages on our uh on our uh dual it, talk radio the, them in. We the big roofing and remodeling hotline yeah the texts work they, in fact, they work we got great. another text from 901 steve it says solar is the best way to go because it's so easy to get electricity but the cost is so high nobody can afford it at the moment, Steve, I don't know that it's nobody coming. can afford it, but we got it's it. Coming. Some people can't afford it, Steve, and I think that's what we've got to do. It's just like think of the uh, think of the VCR, perfect example of technology. I think what the weren't those things like a thousand dollars when oh, they came I sold out them when in they were the seventies like and fourteen hundred dollars. Then yeah. you could get them for fifty bucks at Fred's or something, yes. you know. So hang then in they there. couldn't it, give them away finally. So. Yeah, so I I don't disagree, Steve, but that it it always. The better the technology, that the, the cheaper it eventually gets. And, and the more ubiquitous it becomes as the next house you buy, you know, one of the big selling features 10 years from now may be that you have a new electric roof. Yeah. Well, uh, Alan, we got a lot to get to, so we're going to call mm -hmm. an audible here. Really quickly, we're going to shift gears, and we're just going to, because our must-have item of the week is pretty direct, and it's pretty quick. So tell people what is being held up right now. Dun-dun-dun. It is affectionately known as a usb or jump drive it's a flash yeah a flash drive it can fit in your pocket and people are like well big deal everybody's got flash drives i'm the reason oh, i these put are the, a huge deal well the reason i put this up on the on the page alan is because i have i've learned i used to have uh flash drives and they they held everything they mm -hmm. might hold stuff the you know pictures of a spider-man or they might right. hold uh information <laughs> about my contracting work and when i go to find something it's it's just a big mess so i've gotten to the point where i mean flash drives are like 10 bucks i've i uh recommend that if you've got um anything you know for your home not instead of uh, instead of storing you know files and files mm -hmm. of paper and receipts and everything. Put all your information on a flash drive. It's portable, and that way it's really easy to reference. If you've got a contracting business and you've got to save invoices and things like that, I'm just a big fan of an individualized flash drive. How's that? Is that a word? But uh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, color. Well, the the nice thing is you can get them in all different kinds of colors, right. sizes, plastic covers. Um, a wide variety of sizes, and if you want to talk about a technological miracle, the fact that you can put that much data 
it's on still something amazing. that small. Video, I still is don't absolutely understand. astounding. I, I'll never understand how they work, but I do understand how handy they are. I mean, you can put audio, you can put video, you can put files. But I like the notion of a and and if you want to really just play it safe, just duplicate it. Get yes. two flash drives. The odds of both of them just dying are pretty, you know, I mean, pretty extreme. Pretty remote. And, and you know, we talk about going green. That's less paper because, I, mm -hmm. you know, uh, back in the day, you know how it is, Alan. You'd have just stacks of, of receipts or you have stacks oh. of uh, files with, um, you know, all, all of your paint colors or all of the yes. whatever information about your home. Well, if you can just throw that on a little flash drive, your, your life gets more streamlined. But I use it a lot for my contracting work, too, because I like to have one designated file. And if I've got to look something up about a customer from five years ago, it's like, boom, right and there. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So uh, technology is not all bad, you know, but uh, but uh, I was designing computers when the 40 megabyte hard drive came out. Yeah. 40, 40 megabyte. megabyte. And, and we were excited and I'm sitting here right now with a terabyte USB drive in my pocket. Yeah. That cost, eh, you know, like you said, ten bucks. That thing, that that thing absolutely that, astounding. That thing that you're carrying around your pocket probably would have been the equivalent of what it uh, took to get people to the oh, moon. Oh, all the data that's on there is easily. about equivalent to that. So. Yeah, this is easily equivalent to a space shuttle. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Steve, so nine hundred one. Steve's kind of fired up today. He's, yeah, he's got good. some. Uh, he's good. got some ideas. Good topics. But, well, uh, Alan. Um, uh, Let's see. We've got to. I think we we definitely got to hit our critter wars when yeah, we come we back talk because about it's it's backed up and it, and uh, the squirrels are on the rampage. Oh at this job, you talk, this job, the the one I'm at that I've been at for the last month, um, with this big giant brick wall with this uh, screen and porch, and now the squirrels fighting back. Oh. It's like just the, the the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> We're just getting all sorts of great uh great content out of that so anyway uh well alan the first hour of a tool talk radio it's in the can man but stay tuned hour two is coming up you're listening to tool talk radio here on news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis tool talk radio with joe and alan and welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our buddy Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like. And uh, go check us out on uh, our platforms of uh, whatever your platform of preference is. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to Spotify, go to YouTube. Go, I think, actually, I think we're on others as well, Alan. But just wherever you go, make up things about us and say nice things. Even yeah. if you've got to lie, <laughs> give us a five-star review, you know. We'll, 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 you know, it, it'll, it'll help the algorithm. Yeah. So. The important thing is you can take us with you. Yeah. And, um, it's, and it's fun because now we're starting to get, uh, you know, word from people that listen from other parts of the world, which is interesting. I've, I'm always interested. And, and in fairness, Alan, I listen to podcasts from other mm -hmm. parts of the world. There's some, you know, really yeah, we interesting have a, ones. We have out a there, growing so. audience in the UK. So, so, so hello to all of you. Of course, we have our, uh, 
ever-growing contingent in the uh, Dominican Republic. Right. So it's kind of like, all right, guys, how you doing? Yeah. So, Jose said we can the, stay the, there if we uh, visit. Uh, which... We we have places to stay. We do. So welcome. You know, uh, we love being in the big DM. Yeah. So. Um, Alan. So uh, bef- uh, and in shortly, we've got our friend Bobby Wilkerson coming in. She's a designer for Shelf Genie, mm-hmm. and she's sort of a a renaissance person you could say she's she's you know she's a pilot she's been in uh she's she's very well qualified and she's very a very dynamic so she's person. as crazy as i am well i don't know but no i think she's not a, a better person than you are alan well, but, uh, she wasn't a better person. <laughs> I said she's as crazy as i am she's gonna well maybe she's gonna join <laughs> us uh, uh shortly but hey before we get to that alan this is something that oh. really intrigued me from last week you know this is a critter war situation oh they we've, are out this year aren't they we've got a few wow. we've got a few critter wars uh, situations to do but this this giant spider invasion trichophilia clavata Hello okay talk to, to me our buddy Trichophilia <laughs> uh, clavata, better known as the Joro spider. Uh, this thing is native to Korea, Taiwan, China, areas like that. However, oh, I thought you said it was a Japanese spider. Well, so. it, and it is, is named for Japan oh, as, as okay. its home turf, but it's found throughout the uh, throughout the East. All right. However, since about 2013, they started showing up in northern Georgia and parts of South Carolina. Now, this isn't really, you know, big news until you realize this thing is uh, the size of your hand. <laughs> this is a big spider. Wait, are they coming over like on shipping containers or something like that? Uh, that or? is how it is suspected, uh, considering where they popped up first would have been a, a big import-export area. Mm-hmm. And they think it came over with, you know, something uh, came along in the plants. And uh, now we have basically... Body-wise, a three-and-a-half to four-inch long yellow-banded spider. With, That's pretty big. Um, legs big enough to wrap around the palm of your hand. Okay, Alan, uh, several questions emerge here. Are these things <laughs> poisonous? Like, are these, how are, deadly are these they things? They are harmless to humans. They have very tiny little fangs. Okay. They're not good Does it news. hurt if they bite you? No, they're, they're, they're basically harmless to humans. Okay. Well, uh, they're Alan, bad news for mosquitoes and bugs. Uh, do they want to eat the... So they'll eat... It sounds like they could eat a mouse the way they... Yeah. Well, it's... All right, what these are, it, very similar to our garden spider. Okay. They're, they're known for big webs, and you know, they eat a lot of insects. The other disconcerting habit about the Juro spider is they're big into ballooning. What's that? Well, that's where the spider gets uh, decides it wants to go someplace else, yeah. and it sprays out yards and yards and yards of silk out into the wind, and when enough silk is out there, it will lift the spider off the ground and float it to someplace else. So it's a slower version of how Peter Parker goes around New York, basically. It's, exactly. You know, okay. Exactly. Well, Alan, I could see several issues with this. For one thing, if, if this thing lands on your hand, you're not going to be, th- you know, you're especially like if you're driving calm. the car, right. it might be a deadly spider <laughs> when you <laughs> swerve off. However, if this thing starts eating or getting into a turf war with some of the established, you know, wildlife we've got mm-hmm. here, it, it sounds like it could disrupt things. I don't know, man. It's, All right, well, this of the things that could invade us is probably one of the more innocuous of this is not a big murder hornet that's going to sting you or eat all the honeybees or something like that. Okay. It is a big spider. It does balloon. 
of it's one of these things as we used to say about tarantulas back in Texas. It's not going to hurt you, but you will probably hurt yourself. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. So if you so. walk out back into your backyard and you get a, a wrap of one of these big old webs around your head, you're you're going to learn kung fu real fast. So it's a gentle giant of a of a it is of an of, insect of all of the things we could be invaded by. Eh, this one is this one's more of a curiosity than an actual real threat. Okay, so but it's big. I mean, the big thing is. People are going to walk out in their yards, and this is going to be all over the South. They're predicting a very widespread of them this year. Uh, so it is very possible, you know, if you're listening in Mississippi or maybe even in Memphis, you're going to see some really big critters. Okay. All right. Well, Alan, uh, we got to be very quick here because, uh, oh, what did I do? I just hit my button. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the squirrels are getting on my nerves oh. now. I'm on a job, uh, folks. Fighting back, man. I'm, I'm building a uh, patio cover for somebody, and uh, the squirrels are not the, – the squirrels that are <laughs> being – pushed out of their home basically they had made a nest up in the uh, up in the rafters mm -hmm. and i've closed that nest i've uh i've yes. closed them out i've put up barricades i've i've blocked them out well they started chewing into the wood i put this nice brand new wood up and um i'm gonna have to uh i'm not gonna go for the nuclear option the homeowner she said she goes you can go caddyshack on this thing i don't <laughs> care but i'm trying to do the more humane thing so alan i'm going to incorporate your trick mm -hmm. uh, which we highly recommend take cayenne pepper yes i'm going to take some cayenne pepper and mix it into like a little cup full of paint and paint over the areas where that are the most vulnerable you right. could say and I'll report back and let you know how that goes. But the squirrels, they, it's funny how the, they, it, uh, it almost looks like they think it's chewing gum or something. That new wood seems very appealing to them. It's, you it's, know? it's fresh and tasty. It's still got a little moisture in it, oh, probably. Yeah. So it's saw, it hasn't hardened in the sun yet. And they're just, yeah. So, but, but I'll keep you posted because I, I sense this is going to be an ongoing it's, job. But uh, it's nesting season. So, folks, watch around your house. They're trying to get in. Absolutely. Trust me. All right. Well, we're going to turn the corner, Alan. We're going to talk about things that are going on <laughs> inside your home that are pretty exciting with uh, Shelf Genie of the Mid South and our friend Bobby Wilkerson, who's one of the designers. So, mm, uh, we'll talk to her when we come back. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. And he is most displeased with your apparent lack of progress. News Talk 98.9, the roar of you Memphis. You work for some of the most interesting people, I thought Joe. you broke that contract. Down. <laughs> I'm, I'm not working for that guy anymore. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass, and our special guest, uh, Bobby Wilkerson, who's uh, going to be with us in just a second. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 and uh, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like. And uh, the, uh, the uh, text line has been lighting up. So if you're somebody out there and maybe you're interested in... Uh, uh, how to improve your kitchen or your bathroom uh, cabinet storage. We're going to get into that and giving you easier access. Uh, we've got our friend Bobby Wilkerson here from Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. So, Bobby, you guys are really busy these days, aren't you? Yes, we've been very, very busy. Okay. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, all right, well, let's start off with the home show. Yeah. Okay. And 
you saw a lot of people yes, at we this did. event. Very busy. It was comparable to Vesta this wow. year. So yes. Vesta's a big show for you guys, aren't yes. isn't it? So well, um, you're a designer, and um, so I, I happen to know some of this stuff about uh, Shelf Genie Allen because I re do my research and everything. But um, there's, a, for one thing, you don't just say, okay, welcome to Shelf Genie, you're hired. There's training. There's a Shelf Genie school, right? I mean, there is. A, this is a pretty, in, you know, involved process to, to become a member, right? Absolutely. We um, One thing that I love about Shelf Genie is that it's an American-made product, and um, one of the products is called the Classic Series, and it's made outside of Birmingham. And um, the other series, the Designer Series, is made in Pennsylvania. And so, yes, so our training is local. And actually, we are under the umbrella of a company called Neighborly. And this year's conference and training will be in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, fun! So, yeah, because I, I I know that there's things in in Atlanta. It's all it's all in the region. And Alan, what I like about Shelf Genie it was started by a carpenter. So, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Over 20 years ago. But uh, you know, if you're new to the show and uh, you're, you're new about hearing uh, what Shelf Genie does, tell us about why Shelf Genie has become so popular and what what services you provide for for homeowners. So. Well, for several reasons. Um, the first reason that comes to mind is being able to age in place. As, as we see uh, a growing number of baby boomers in the market, um, we want to be able to age in place. And uh, that provides, Shelf Genie provides accessibility and um, organization for, the, for that, market, that market group. And um, what, let's, let's go back for a minute. For example, I had a customer that had had like five back surgeries. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. And was not really mobile. Uh, she said she, a delightful little comment she made was that she had to borrow a child to get her crock pot <laughs> out from under the cabinet. And so with that, this we were able to bring her crock pot to her mm -hmm. um, by uh, this series of glide outs with a really heavy duty 120 or a 200 pound rail system. Wow. It's a, we're able to bring out what's in that dark hole in that cabinet and uh, bring it out to the client. So it's just it's transformative on so many levels. Yeah, because like a pantry or the lower, especially the lower cabinets, you know, I've noticed that there's just, there's, for one thing, there's either this, this stuff in the back that you don't even remember what's in there because mm. you can't reach it, or maybe you only use it once, once a year, or there's things uh, where people don't even realize what they have in there food-wise, and so they go to the store and they buy something that they've already got three of in the cabinet. And um, also, there's all sorts of dead space in a cabinet. If you if you just open it up and you look at all the the, the blank space that could be taken advantage of, right? So. Not to mention the lovely little half shelf in the back 
Oh, that, yeah. you know, yeah. that you're standing on your head or doing yoga to get back there to that um, to that bowl or whatever. It's funny because, Alan, I've talked to a lot of people at Shelf Genie, and it, whenever they use that, uh, whenever they refer to the half shelf in the back, there's always this sort of edge to their voice and a certain just, disdain. A disdain of it. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, you're not a fan of the half shelf. No, I'm not a fan of the half shelf. <laughs> well, and what's neat is not only do we, are we able to provide more accessibility, yeah. but we are are able to um, actually give people real estate sure. because of that half shelf, that glide out comes all the way to the front now right. and provides that extra space. It makes a big difference. I mean, because for one thing, you want as much storage as possible, but it's like, I feel like it, it improves your lifestyle for one thing. If you, if you just simply glide out and grab that mm. pan rather than moving 10 different pans to get to it or whatever. I mean, we're, we're big fans of, uh, you know, time is a commodity too. So it's just a matter Absolutely. of if your kitchen becomes something where you can get things done quicker, that's, that's an, that's a big lifestyle improvement. So. And let's face it. The kitchen is the heart of the home. That's where people are spending most of their time, generally speaking. And for it to be an area of frustration mm. is not a delightful way to spend your life. Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, like you said, and, and it's even in the last 20 years, even architecture has kind of reflected that because we, we remember back when the kitchen was over here and the dining right. room's over here. Well, now the kitchen's in the center of the home and it's, you have these open floor plans and the kids are sitting at the counter doing their uh, homework and they're, they're watching the, the, you know, in the den and everything. So it is, it is the center of the, uh, of the home. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. But um, well, I think there was a lot of stuff left over from, you know, the pre-safety days where the kitchen was honestly in the backyard. Because <laughs> that's where right. the fire, fire. was. Mm -hmm. That's where everything was. And they were used to, and Joe and I uh, usually refer to this as like legacy thinking. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, well, this is just the way it's always been. And then somebody kind of went, well, you know, we can bring it into the house. And there was a huge fad for a long time of the galley kitchen. Right. Which yes. is a very narrow kitchen. It's kind of like it's on a boat. And for the one person in the kitchen, everything's reachable and accessible. How many people have one person in the kitchen anymore? I mean, kids are one, I mean, you know. Everybody is through the kitchen. So the kitchen became this, this disaster. And I saw a house the other day, Joe, reminded me for all the world of one of my old favorite restaurants. Right. Uh, it was like Macaroni Grill. Because you could <laughs> see the entire kitchen. I mean, they were part of the show. They're part of the floor show. Right. And the way the kitchen was laid out, it was against the the far wall of the great room, had the big uh, island out in the center, had the seating around it and everything. And the kitchen for all the world looked like part of the entertainment. Mm -hmm. And the person I was talking to, which you got a referral on, uh, was whining that they love their kitchen. They hate their cabinets. Well, it's it. That's a good point too, because the other thing, you know, you mentioned aging in place and everything. So I mm -hmm. guess if that basically, I guess that comes to maybe, uh, you know, you don't you don't want to have to move out or get assisted, you know, help. But the other part of that is families are constantly evolving. So the way your cabinets are going to be used when your kids are five are different than the when they're fifteen or twenty, right? So I absolutely. Mean, and I've even had customers. Um, We've organized spaces specifically for their children, for right. their for their uh, little crafts and things like that. But how wonderful it is that as those children 
grow up and leave the home, that space is still functional. Yeah. And I mean, I have to imagine the kids probably really like shelf genie stuff because it's cool. I mean, it is neat. You, 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 it's finger touch. You just glide these things well, yeah, out. You're getting all, all the way to the back. Work. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, um, I was talking to somebody at uh, one of the home shows, uh, Bobby, and they were like, well, why don't all cabinets just come with these things already installed? Well, everybody uses their kitchen differently. There is not just one. Even even among all of your installations, every one is, is custom, right? So. Absolutely. And that's the beauty to me of Shelf Genie. It's not just a product. It's an, it's an experience. We offer a free consultation where we come into your home and we look at the flow of your kitchen. We provide organizational tips and suggestions. And then we look at the nuts and bolts of the interior of the cabinets and how they're going to be used and the pantries and bathrooms we do as well. Yeah, because, you know, it's always useful to have a, a fresh set of eyes on things. You know, you talk mm -hmm. about legacy thinking. And, and, Alan, I think all of us are, are victims of that at some point because it's, well, if your house has been the same for 15 years or so, you just always assume, well, the couch has to be over here and this thing has to be over there. Well, when you get somebody that comes in and they're like, well, you know, You've got this whole section here. You've got, uh, I love these blind corner uh, oh, yes. treatments that you do. What about those? those, those are, are, that's one of my favorite things to talk about because yeah. every everybody that has a corner cabinet has this deep, we call it the black hole. Right. Where things go in, you never see them again. You, things that you got when you were married 50 years ago yeah. are still <laughs> in there. And so with that solution, we have a glide out that is a travel over glide out. So you have a glide out that pulls to the front and a glide out that comes from the right or the left back corner that travels over the rails of the glide out in the front, bringing everything in that black hole to the front area yeah. where you can easily access it. It's, it's cool. And it's like, that's, that's, so there's not, there's no, uh, no area of the cabinets that hasn't been thought out. And it, there, there is really no dead spot anymore, right? Absolutely. Yes. And, 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 uh, I've seen, you all have the coolest lazy Susans. Are, are they even called a lazy Susan <laughs> when they have all these complex shelves and glide outs and no they're no longer called lazy susans they're actually called glide arounds glide arounds they were well, engineered by the chef genie uh technicians and engineers to be a bit different from what a lazy susan is and they fit every you know because um what's neat is you you work with cabinets of every style of every age of every size so if you're if you're thinking well my cabinets are a little dated it doesn't matter there's a solution right so it does not matter um, how do people get in touch with Shelf Genie? Well, they can call me directly if they would like. My number is 662-541-3770. Or we also have a local number, 901-422-8225. And then there's also a 1-800 number. Okay. We'll we'll give that out in a second. So uh, you're listening to uh, Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. It's a lot of fun. We're talking to Bobby uh, Wilkerson from Shelf Genie of the Mid-South, and we're going to continue the conversation when we come back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I thought I told you. I do the cutting around here. News Talk 98.9, the roar <laughs> of Memphis. You don't want to get into a fight with uh, guys trying to fight over who gets to use the chainsaw. Oh. Alan, but 
Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. And our special guest, Bobby Wilkerson, who's a designer for Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and check out all the action over there. Uh, it, just for kicks, you can also go to tooltalkradio.com. We don't often you can mention that. There's yeah. a lot of ways to uh, to get in touch, but uh, we join the Tool Talk uh, family. You know, it's it's... It's a big community. We can honestly say now we're global. I guess, yeah, yeah, we can say that. It's kind so. of scary. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Bobby, uh, it's uh, real quick. I feel like it almost behooves us to uh, give out a few. You know, you all are uh, a very dynamic company. Shelf Genie and Mid-South, you, you show up all over town. And uh, we, you know, that's how we met you. We met you at the Vesta Home Show. And I've never seen a group of people who care or who are so passionate about something they do. And it's... And I've I've rarely seen people get as excited as is is the booth that you guys set up. You know, you set up these booths, and it's just lines of people coming in. What what is the? I don't know, man. There's some magic over there that you guys have, but uh, well, they don't call us Shelf Genie for nothing. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> well, what is the uh, when you're out on out on the shows? What is the biggest ooh and ah moment for most people at the booth? Yeah. Why are they dropping in exactly? So. Well, I believe people are. Well, in this time that, you know, it's so funny thinking about Cindy um, buying this franchise and we were talking about, are you crazy doing this in the middle of a pandemic? But people were spending a lot of time in their homes mm -hmm. and uh, looking at areas uh, to be able to uh, not only organize, but beautify areas sure. of their home and just like we talked about earlier the kitchen is the heart of the home now it's not it's no longer just a functional place it's a place of beauty of of family gathering together and um and functionality so um i guess to go back to your question just looking at the whole aspect of organization and mm -hmm. saying, like, with a pantry, you've got this big open space. A funny story. A customer asked me if I, one time if I'd ever seen black ketchup. <laughs> and I was like, no, I've never seen that. And she pulls out uh, a, a plastic container of ketchup that was black. Huh. And okay. I was like, I, it had been in there so long that it had turned wow. black because oh, it was in I, the, I know. <laughs> I, I thought it was too. like a Burger King promotion yeah, or something. I was, like, so, well, yeah. I was hoping Black it was a magic. Oh, Black yeah. magic. Though. And so, yeah, so it had been in the back of her pantry for years that oh, she didn't wow. know that she had. And she kept buying ketchup, and it's in the front, it's in the front. And well, so, thank goodness. <laughs> I know, right? And so, <laughs> I mean, Jeez. it's actually a way to save money that, you know, you're, you're, um, you're, you have all this expired material, uh, ingredients. Right. Uh, groceries in the back because you never see what's back there. You don't have access to what's back there. You know what else? You said, you made me think of something, too, because uh, usually, I don't know, I don't know what your cabinets look like, Alan, but, uh, you know, you open a cabinet door, you want to <laughs> get the stuff out of there as quickly as possible and shut it because it's nothing 
to write home about. It's just, it's <laughs> everything's all over. I've seen some of, like, for example, your spice racks. You open it up, and it's almost like a work of art, the way the, the everything's laid out. And it's kind of, I don't know, it makes it where you just, I don't know, you may want to leave those cabinets open for a while. But it it is a sort of a thing of beauty, the way everything just looks neat Truly. and organized. And maybe Truly. it in inspires the kids to, to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a thing of beauty. It's select Baltic birch, uh, which mm. is a beautiful wood. Wow. And um, the designer series actually comes in colors and stains to match what you were saying, that open open pantry, open cabinet uh, with the scoop fronts and uh, soft close rail system. And so, yeah, it is, it's beautiful. So I think people, when they see us at the booth, because our setup is one that the cabinets don't have doors on them. Right. And so they just see the glide out. They see that organization. They just, oh, it's an awe moment. Well, yeah. there, well there you go. Yeah, because we've seen you at different, like like I said, we've seen you at the Vesta Home Show. We've seen you at the different, um, and it's almost like, <laughs> Shelf Genie is almost like the party booth. <laughs> like you go there and it's well lit. There's, but there's nonstop action over there, and it's mo. And, and the energy, it's. I don't know, Alan. I don't want to. And I don't want to make a bigger deal out of this, but it is sort of noteworthy how just excited people get. And maybe it goes back to what you said, Bobby, about everybody lives in the kitchen. I mean, and if it suddenly becomes a place that's, if 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 it's a stressful area, but then you change that and make it kind of an, an exciting area to be in, I guess that changes the whole dynamic. So. Well, it's one thing to consider, Joe, because obviously I do a lot more cooking than you do. Yeah, I cook yeah. nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of, once you get your kitchen designed the way you want it, it makes a huge difference. If the knives are where you want them and the spices are where you want them, and you keep mentioning aging in place, and the one thing I want to point out to everybody Really, honestly, if you're truly honest about yourself, your lifestyle changes every 10 years. Oh, yeah. The kids change. Things grow. Somebody moves in. Somebody moves out of how you cook, what you cook, of how you entertain. All of these things undergo tremendous changes. And as you go through these changes, you basically need a different, a, a different house. So... When you start looking at your pantries, you know, what worked 10 years ago might not be so hot now. Or like you said, you got somebody with storage in the back. They haven't reached in five years, mm -hmm. 10 years. Mm -hmm. How long has it been since you got into that bottom? You know, I always love that thing in a lot of kitchens that have the corner, the bottom counter with a piece of counter that goes back four more feet than you could ever reach. Yeah, the blind that corner. Blind oh yeah, corner. That's, that's that's not just a blind corner. That's a cave. You can have <laughs> you can have things living back up in there and not know it. Is that your favorite? I was curious because you know you do this all day. You design treatments for people. You you go in. You analyze. What's is that your favorite? Um, installation? Yes, I love I love the blind corner. It's just so it's like magical. <laughs> yeah, you're taking a dead space you're, that's pretty much useless, right? That that people think, you know, just forget about it. It, it It's a lot of space, too, if you look in there. I mean, well, let's say it's four to eight cubic feet. I mean, that's like, yeah. it's almost the size of a small refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And just about everybody has that's, one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's not being used. It's, uh, a, you know, as a person who, who does a lot of this with the cabinetry and things like that, 
it's always shocking that, you know, when you go, when you're, especially when you're clearing someone's home out and you reach back in there and you pull this thing out and somebody goes, oh, I haven't seen that thing. And, and then they insert a ridiculous (laughs) number of years. Right. And you're like, when 15 years when you lost this and you know. Now it, I thought my kids yeah. took it. It's been underneath there this whole time. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah. find that wedding gift that you got you know, 20 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. But, Bobby, also, it's not just cabinets. And, of course, we should mention, too, uh, bathroom cabinets as well. But it's also, um, like, a pant- some people's pantry, it's just a regular small closet. So this could be a, a, a pantry or a linen closet, right? I mean. Yes, yes. And, once again, it's all about getting what's in the back to you to be accessible. And a couple of things um, you mentioned about the fact that our lifestyles change every 10 years. That's true. And I look at Shelf Genie as a bit of like the bones, Mm -hmm. the bones of accessibility. And that even though your lifestyle, your uh, children moving out, uh, aging into uh, teenage years or lifestyle changes as far as eating Mm-hmm. habits um you've still got those great bones with shelf genie you can still change that lifestyle but you still got the great bones of accessibility yeah it's awesome so hey uh, tell us again how do people get in touch with shelf genie if they want to uh meet you or cindy or have one of the designers come out and give them a free consultation so. well the local number is 901 422 225 and please tell them that you heard it on tool talk okay good point awesome yeah um it's 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 interesting and also uh i think when we come back alan what we'll probably mention is the fact that they're everywhere they kind of they're all over town shelf genie if you're if you're having an event they're probably going to be there so we might give out a little uh uh, your tour dates how's that oh that'd be great (laughs) we've got several to share yeah because like i said you you need to meet them in person I've never met people that care as much about what they do as a shelf genie in the Mid-South. So aside from Alan and I, we care. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) Anyway, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Do you know what happens to a butter base frosting after six decades in a poorly ventilated English basement? Uh... I I guess I hadn't... Well, I have a feeling what you are about to go through is punishment enough. (laughs) News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Alan, I'll give you 20 bucks if you finish that piece of cake, man. You're going to lose some money. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back. Just wash it down with a little Mountain Dew. It'll kill all that bacteria. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our buddy Max Behind the Glass and our friend Bobby Wilkerson, who's a uh, one of the designers for Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing, Remodeling, uh, Big, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989, like our buddy Steve has been doing. Boy, 901 Steve is on a tear this yep. morning. He's... He's full of opinions, isn't he, Max? So uh, anyway, <laughs> he's having fun. And plus, you know, if you text us, even if you text us um, 
uh, when we're not on the air, we'll get the message and we'll and we'll uh, read it when we come back, you know, next week and everything. But uh, hey, we've got quite a bit to get to. We're going to jump back in with our conversation with Bobby in a second. But Alan, uh, before that, uh, what's going on this week with uh, DarkOakMedia.com? Uh, well, at darkoakmedia.com, uh, sadly, we're going to say goodbye to Mr. Billy Roberts, who passed away this past week. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Billy was one of the very first television psychics, uh, hung around with people like the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, and the Queen of England. All that kind of good stuff. Oh, that? Okay, yeah, yes. I've actually heard of him. So, Well, yeah, Billy Billy has, uh, uh, we're, we're waiting on messages back. So if anybody, if anybody is going to come back with us, but, uh, so yeah, people can pop onto darkoakpress.com and they can look at the shows we did with Billy where he gets to tell lots and lots of great stories. Is he allowed to do that? I mean, is he, uh, well, you know, the good news about somebody like him is you'll be getting future content with him, right? I mean, well, that's what my hope is. Once yeah, you so tune in and get on his frequency, that's he's right. going to be, that's, uh, that's, he's going to be broadcasting still, even from beyond. That's, so. that, that is what we certainly hope. But, uh, he was a fascinating and amazing character. So, um, pop on and watch Kalila interview him and listen to some of those great stories. That sounds interesting. So, uh, darkoakmedia.com. Mm -hmm. Hey, Alan, uh, I'm going to shift gears and uh, and just mention that uh, for my little plug for the week, if you uh, if you want to uh, have a maybe you have a deck or a patio cover or a screened in porch or uh, really anything made out of wood for the outside of your home. Uh, and you maybe you're in battle with squirrels <laughs> like I've been doing or just something interesting uh, made of wood for the outside of your home. That's what I that's my wheelhouse. That's what I gravitate towards. Give me a call directly at 901 uh, 921-7105 or go to my website thorshomes.com Well, uh, Alan, I also want to mention something. Um, uh, Bobby's going to give us an update on, on the tour schedule for Shelf Genie because you guys are all over town. Next weekend, uh, we want to um, invite everybody to go out to Mid-South Con which is happening March 25th through 27th. It's a big science fiction convention. Uh, Bobby's going to be there. She's going to be dressed as, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if you're going as Wonder Woman or who, I don't know what your costume situation is. A genie, is. of course. A genie, well, okay. Go. So she'll be in costume there. But Mid-South Con has uh, been gone for two years. We missed them since uh, 2019 mm. because of the pandemic. But they're back with the vengeance and we'll be set up there uh, Tool Talk Radio and Geek Tank Radio will be uh, will be on hand, and we, we'd love to say hello to you. So Absolutely. Check us out there, and uh, you can go to midsouthcon.com, I believe, or .org, because they're a Midsouthcon.org, yes. uh, for more information. But uh, So, Bobby, um, Shelf Genie of the Mid-South is all over town, and we, we definitely encourage people to show up at some of your appearances, because it, it, you'll see what we mean. So give it give us a little breakdown of where you're going to be. Mm, so. A little rundown okay. of this spring. We'll be we will be at the spring market april 1st through 3rd and then arlington in april on april 30th uh the cinco de mayo senior fair on may 3rd hernando's a fair may 21st cogerville's fair on the square may 7th through 8th memphis italian festival june 2nd through 4th, and the Balloon Jamboree on June 17th through 19th. Oh, those are all fun events. And I, and I, I like the, uh, well, uh, you know, Italian Fest, Alan, I've been going to that for, mm, oh, yes. for that is 25, 30 years. But, uh, and that's that's uh, right in my part of town. 
But also, I like these, um, you know, you're going to be in Arlington. I'm assuming it's a downtown because downtown Arlington is really, it's a very quaint, really neat little old town. Yes. And Collierville's downtown square is one of the, I think it won like one of the top 10 squares in, in, in America or something in Germantown. You know, so you're going to be at a lot of fun festivals, so. We will, and and we will continue on through the fall with these festivals. And then, of course, your big—I'd have to say your big—you know—where you really pull out all the uh, stops is, um, well, the uh, home show of the Mid South, but also Vesta Home yes. Show. Yes. So yes. that's where we met you. That we were impressed, you know. So and uh, it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So, but I'm curious too because, um, you know, this is a little bit uh, of a of a departure, but I was really intrigued because you said you're a pilot. Uh, and, and, and and as far as planes and also you're a balloon pilot. Yes. Uh, well, how, how so you're 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 a balloon pilot and also you're a shelf genie designer. Yes. How do People those skills do more overlap? than one thing, Joe? It, no, it we've, we've remarked, Alan, we've said, in fact, uh, Bobby, you and I had this discussion uh, the other day about how so, there's some skill sets that don't seem like they'd be connected at all. And yet they overlap. Like, for example, I, I've talked about how I think storytelling and carpentry overlap mm -hmm. in big mm -hmm. ways so but yes. um how does how does piloting uh how has that enhanced your designing abilities hmm. well i grew up flying my dad was crop duster oh, and so okay. i grew up around planes parking planes washing planes being a flag person out in the field back in the day when they allowed that wow and so moved from there to just love loving flying but my passion was hot air ballooning Oh, yeah. I, and I've heard that uh, my understanding is that balloon pilots are very, uh, what's the word? They're very passionate. That's the word. They, they, they're very enthusiastic about mm -hmm. ballooning. Is that yes, right? Yes, it's, it's the romance of flight to me. It's I, like you don't I really even get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. An obsessed, passionate person. Yeah, That's know, right. It's, it's, and you yeah. notice the balloon people don't argue with that word. They go, no, 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 no really. Yeah, truly. Uh, having attended a number of balloon festivals, now I don't fly a balloon. Don't mm -hmm. mm, having attended the festivals, they are astounding. Uh, just the visuals of when you guys see the posters yeah. of the twenty or thirty or fifty or hundred balloons all lifting up at once, it is absolutely nothing compared to being on one or seeing it. Absolutely, absolutely. it's Amazing. the beauty of flight to me. Yeah. Is it, is it, hard? I, you know, you talk about a balloon pilot and it's always mysterious to me because I'm like, okay, well, there's no propeller. There's no, how do you steer a balloon? I mean, is it all air currents? It's and all air current. You really mm -hmm. got to understand. So you're, it, it, meteorologists have nothing on a balloon pilot, right? You have to know about wind and weather and well, actually we have a wonderful machine that can, we send up what is called a pie ball, which is, um, uh, a balloon filled with helium and a machine reads that pie ball as it goes into the air and prints out um, what wind at what uh, level is blowing in what direction and how fast that's interesting so mm -hmm. i don't know um that's mainly for more that's more competition just to fly on a saturday morning you just get out there at sunrise and put that balloon up and now, I got to tell you, the roar that those propane heaters make <laughs> is yeah. absolutely astounding. 
It's interesting you would say that because we have to be careful when we go over fields, mm -hmm. pastures with horses or cattle. Yeah. You're right. You're it loud. has quite a yeah, roar. Those things are not quiet. Mm -hmm. Especially because a lot of times you're floating without it, right? And then so it gets quiet mm -hmm. and then loud. Okay. So during Balloon Fest, we'll see how productive Bobby's going to be. She's probably going to be off at the. <laughs> I will be, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much. Uh, how much I will be work double you'll get minded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you also told me that you are, you majored, uh, do I have this right? Interior architecture. architecture. Mm -hmm. What was that all about? Because that seems a little more closely related mm. to where you're at now yes. so you know it's kind of like when you've lived as long quote unquote as i have you've lived several lives and so yes i majored in interior architecture with a minor in art many lives ago and did many things since then but uh, basically when i first came out of college i was an architectural rep for a company but then um i also was a designer facility designer for baptist hospital in jackson mississippi oh, wow. so it was more commercial type of design work but. so you you have a really and i like that you uh, you know you talked about uh art but all, although architecture is a is an art form in and of itself too but um bringing all that uh experience into uh your design work has got to be really helpful i mean Yes, very helpful, and um, that's the passionate part, I think, about Shelf Genie. It's not just, you know, I fell in love with the quality of the product and um, the service, but being able to help people ultimately mm -hmm. is very fulfilling for me. And I, I really do, I, I not only do I help with the beauty and the organization, but especially in those cases where, accessibility for that client who's had the five back surgeries who can't reach there yeah. i was at the booth uh i was hanging out with cindy talking um at the uh, vet, at the home show of the mid-south and people just keep coming up and they're like these these might have been people that are former clients that have already had installations and it's just amazing how excited they are and they're always so grateful mm -hmm. and they're just they they really they i feel like too that once the installation happens, it's not like you just go off into the ether. You're, no. you're, it's sort it's of like, like a family. community that you've created. <laughs> it's like family. Very cool. And and we always talk about a company's culture, and there is a great culture with Shelf Genie, uh, not just that Cindy Williams provides, but also just the entire from you know top to bottom. It's really great. So Absolutely. we we love having you on. And Bobby, we're going to definitely be uh, having you back on the show. But um, before we get out of here, tell us once again, how do they get in touch with uh, Shelf Genie? The local number is 901-422-8225. And tell them so we can track our advertising that you heard it on Tool Talk. Yeah. And even if you didn't hear it on Tool Talk, tell them that you did. Yeah, tell them then, yeah. How does that work? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> works well. <laughs> Works it works well. for us. That's how convoluted. That works. So, well, it's been a lot of fun. And Bobby, I guess uh, we'll be seeing you uh, up in the air next time you see a balloon mm -hmm. float by Alan. You never know. Maybe she'll be up there piloting Hopefully not that a baby balloon spider. Yeah, those things. <laughs> we're gonna. We're definitely gonna be following those. Uh, those well, yeah, I'm going to be keeping up with those this spring. So, all right. Well, gosh, uh, another another stellar uh, episode of Tool Talk Radio is in the can. But guys, it's time to get out of here. So, on behalf of my friends uh, Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass and our pal Bobby Wilkerson, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week.